Greetings, radio and podcast family. Welcome to another edition of the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary and my lovely wife, Elder JC. Hey. The Stone Builders, we're a faith talk show sharing the good news with you. And when we review topics that we covered last year, JC and I, we tackled a variety of subjects from the power of healing. Yes. Bible prophecy of Amos. America at a Crossroad, topics on specific Bible stories like the book of Malachi, the Sunanite woman, and servant leadership. You know what? There is over a year's worth of playlists that you may listen to at your leisure on various podcast stations like Google, iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Spotify, and now our newest edition, Stitcher. Praise God. Wow. We're getting up there. getting up there. All to say we are committed to helping our families through the Word of God. Yes, yes, and yes. Greetings, radio and podcast family. So to continue with what Pastor was saying, our goal for you is we are in this for the long haul to help our families specifically with outlining what the word says, because that's one of the things that we are believing for, that we need to be more in tune with the word of God. It is our duty to help you and ourselves to realize the stakes are for our souls. Mm. We don't want to lose our soul. Remember that famous verse I'd love to say, you know, fear him who can kill both body and spirit. So, oh. So, body and spirit, okay. body and soul. Yeah. Uh, but we're also in it for those uh, to realize our children and families are at stake too. To say we are serious is an understatement, which leads us to what we want to discuss with you today. Complacency. Uh-oh. Complacency as an individual, complacency as a believer, even complacency in the church. Oh. Put yourself in the equation. Are you complacent or on fire for the Lord? Oh, man, fire. (laughs) Got to get on fire. Can't be lukewarm. True. Some of the topics JC and I will cover are complacency in believer's life, the pursuit of God versus complacency. Are we in a crisis due to complacency, especially mm. what's going on around us right now, and the cure to complacency? Well, they say times are changing. Oh, boy, because right now the president's being impeached for a second time. We have a lot of things going on with transgender stuff. I just learned just today that you can no longer say in England, I believe, you can no longer say breastfeeding because transgenders, they want you to say chest feeding. Oh okay, my. next. <laughs> okay, all right. So we want you to, don't tune away, stay tuned. We want you to continue to listen so we may be able to apply these principles to our own life and your life. All right. But of course, before we get started, we want to recognize our longtime sponsor, Dr. Elton Powell of Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center. Please call for an appointment, 850-402-9061. That's 850-402-9061. Or take, take the time to visit his website at 
dynamicspineandwellness.com, dynamicspineandwellness.com. Dr. Powell uses a holistic approach to help your particular ailment. He does a lot. Weight control, spine manipulation, uh, just, and has um, one thing I do like about him. He has a lot of products for herbal supplements. That's right. And as a chiropractor, his motto is live Live happy. happy. He's awesome. And he's located where you can just get to him right away, right off of Appalachian. So visit him. Give him a call. Let him know the Stone Builder sent you on. All right. Stay tuned. And we will be back to discuss complacency in the believer's life. See ya. Wandering into the night Wanting a place to hide This weary soul This vagabond And I try with all my mind But I just can't win the fight I'm slowly drifting A vagabond My name is Anne-Marie Baker, and I used to have severe, excruciating right arm and neck pain. Thanks to spinal decompression therapy from Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center, I no longer have any pain or discomfort, and my issues were resolved without having any surgery. Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center has helped me enjoy my life again. At Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center, we unlock your potential to be the best version of you build your body to excellent health. Hi, my name is Dr. Powell, and we take pride in giving you fast and friendly service that is tailored to your needs. We provide safe, comfortable, and effective treatments using state-of-the-art equipment. Life is full of adjustments, so get yourself realigned for better, healthier future today. Call 402-9061. That's 402-9061. Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center. Online at dynamicspineandwellness.com. Tune in to the Stone Builders Hour, a unique talk show hosted by Pastor Gary and Elder JC every Thursday at 5 o'clock on Wave 94.1. Hey, Dads, Pastor Gary here from Living Stones with a fatherhood tip just for you. Did you know on any given day, there are over 2 million children who have a father in prison, which means many children are growing up without their dads. So men, please mentor these children with homework, sports, and church. Reach out to your youth programs in your area and check out our website, welivingstones.org. Welcome back. Welcome back uh, to the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary and Elder JC. And we are on fire. Yes. God, because we don't want to be complacent, especially as believers in our life, because we, want, we don't want to be in a crisis. And I believe that we are in a crisis right now because there's a lot of complacency that was going on. Uh, in our country is transforming where churches uh, had to sue in the state of California to remain open. Mm. And the governor just apparently is just now saying, okay, y'all can open up a little bit, but then bars and houses of 
ill repute, such as strip clubs, they've been open all along. They never shut down. Mm. I'm not sure why anybody want to go to a strip club in the midst of a pandemic. Mm. Oh, God. You're really exposing yourself to everything. But that's sin. That's the flesh. And uh, But you know what we, we had talked about earlier? We talk about all this stuff previously. So just go back to uh, any one of those shows, podcast yeah. stations and and uh, just uh, 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 search uh, the Stone Builders Hour. You can do it at your convenience. And while you're listening, you can become a Stone Builders donor. It's so easy by visiting our secure website, welivingstones.org, where if you want to do something right away at the end of this program, do Cash App, a dollar sign, Stones 51 You know, if you don't want to do Cash App, you can go to PayPal, right off on yes, PayPal. Praise God. So now for the rest of the story, complacency in believer's life, or is it a crisis? JC, I believe we're in a crisis. Yes, we are. Based on, we are a faith talk show, so based on 2 Corinthians 2.11, it says, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. You know, we have to become aware of Satan's devices to attack us. And complacency is one of these devices, and God is not pleased with it. Mm. The, the, the scripture tells us in Malachi 1, 6 through 14, I'm going I'm to go ahead and read it, but I may uh, break away from it. But it says, a son honors his father and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is my honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear, saith the Lord of hosts unto you? O priests that despise my name, and ye say, wherein have we despised thy name? He offered polluted bread upon my altar. Polluted bread is like moldy? Yes, it is. And ye say, wherein have we polluted thee? And that ye say, the table of the Lord is contemptible. And if ye offer the blind for a sacrifice... Is it not evil? And if ye offer the lame and sick, is it not evil? Offer it now unto thy governor. Will he be pleased with thee or accept thy person, says the Lord of hosts. And now I pray you, beseech God that he will be gracious unto us. This hath been by your means. Will he regard your persons, says the Lord of hosts. Who is there even among you that will shut the doors for naught? Neither do ye kindle fire on my altar for naught. I have no pleasure in you, said the Lord of hosts. Neither will I accept an offering at your hands. Oh, God, will turn his back. Don't, don't, let, don't let him turn his back on you. For from the rising of the sun, even unto the going down of the same, my name shall be great among the Gentiles. And in every place, incense shall be offered unto my name, and a pure offering, for my name shall be great among the heathens, said the Lord of hosts. But ye have profaned it, and that ye say, the table of the Lord is polluted, and the fruit thereof, even his meat, is contemptible. Ye say also, behold, what a weariness is it. 
and you have snuffed at it, said the Lord of hosts, and you brought that which was torn and the lame and the sick, that she brought an offering. Shall I accept this of your hand, said the Lord? But cursed be the deceiver, which hath in his flock a male, and vowed and sacrificed unto the Lord a corrupt thing? For I am a great king, said the Lord of hosts, and my name is dreadful among the heathen. Mm. Oh, God. So, you know, you won't just think of officials and important people. Would you do that same thing and to them, if you're honoring them, and we know that God is higher than that, so we need to be giving him not only the best, the very best. Well, that's what Cain and Abel. Yep, it is. Sacrifice, you know, that offering. And, and I believe we all have experienced it at some time or another. The goal is not to stay complacency. Remember, Yeshua shared with us his own trout in Hebrews 4.16. We have a high priest who can sympathize with our weakness. Yes. The Almighty God has helped me this far to even overcome this sin so far. So what is complacency? You know, complacency is the feeling of being satisfied with how things are and not wanting to try to make it better. Mm. Or in other words, it is a self-satisfied state of neglect or carelessness. Well, Pastor, I agree, because I think this newer generation has so many choices and has so many things to do with opportunities that they have become complacent. They don't want to finish or complete something. There's always something that they can move to the next uh, generation. But I just find, you know, Pastor, how do we get away from this complacency? Well, you know, according to the Bible scriptures, we can conclude that complacency is when the believer has reached a point of satisfaction in which he or she, now you got to say that pronoun, he she, she, the, they, it, otherwise. We, yes. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> being, go on. <laughs> <laughs> you become comfortable in their faith and don't feel the need to move forward in their Christian life. All right. And sin slowly starts to influence in his or her Christian life. Look at the lives of King David and Lot. You know, I just read recently, uh, you know, this Cancel culture said King David was a homosexual. It's like, what? Where are y'all getting this from? Uh, he was the most uh, prolific homosexual because he had a whole bunch of women. You mean he heterosexual? Was a, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody wants to say, if we're someone, he really truly loved women. So, okay, all right, let me go back to David. He was complacent in his Christian life, peeking out over the, over yes, the, oh, okay. He should have been at war. <laughs> we're, we're being a king, knowing the truth. I mean, he knew the truth of God. He committed adultery with Bathsheba and then sent a messenger to kill Uriah because he wanted her so bad. She must have been a fine woman that you up on a rooftop looking down to somebody else's window and you see her bathing and you get all excited so much that you can't get her off your mind that you call her in and she rejected you because, hey, I'm a married woman. God bless you. You're a married woman. 
Roman. And on your own, you sent out a messenger to your general to have Uriah killed. Damn, David was, oh. That was evil. And Lot, Lot, who had a complacent life in the land of Sodom and Gomorrah, he agreed to give his daughter to adultery. When the visitors came. Oh, God. They were riding outside because they wanted to get to, to the men. Oh, so God. nothing happened yesterday. Nothing new under the sun, it says in Ecclesiastes. They were doing it back, back then. then too? They're doing it now. Oh, God. Help us, Lord. But, he was going to give up his daughters. Yes, he was, because he didn't want them. And they men. didn't want them. They didn't yeah, want they, the girls. They didn't. they didn't. They rejected them. Oh, they wanted God. the men. But going on, there's um, A.W. Tozer, um, who's an American Christian pastor, author, magazine editor, and spiritual mentor. He believed, and he stated, complacency is a deadly foe, meaning enemy, of all spiritual growth. He went on to say one in a thousand Christians, Hmm. listen to that, believers, reveals any passionate thirst for God. Mm -hmm. One in a thousand. So what does that say about us as believers today? Our goal, like Paul, is to bring joy to our life, but joy of living for God to the fullest. I was telling you before when I was doing um, some of the research on, when I do the research and both pastor and I do research for these programs, I am just amazed at finding information that really is a turn on to God because of what he's doing to extend his hands to us over and over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. But our goal, like Paul, is to bring joy to our life, joy of living for God to the fullest. Philippians 3, 12 through 14 states, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before me, I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, in Yeshua, in God Almighty. He's saying he has not apprehended it yet, but he's working towards it, and he's not looking back. He's looking towards the prize. And you got to press forward. Yes, you do. No matter what obstacles or roadblocks that you have. You know, you have that song, I'm going and up. up. On the rough side I don't like that song. of the mountain. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going up the rough side of the mountain, you know, because with the power of the Holy Spirit, I should be able to overcome uh, mountain be moved yes. in Jesus' name. If we are not growing in our faith, we are sliding away from the will of God, like Paul mentions in the verses JC just talked about. The city of Philippi was having difficulty with the same issue. There is no such thing as just staying where you are. You are either growing in maturity or growing to some degree of complacency, and it has happened. I'm still stuck on how they, through an executive order, 
Uh, I want to know where are the women feminists? How come it's so quiet? But then you know they're controlling the press right now, social yes. media, things of that nature, where they're allowing transgender boys and men to participate in women's sports. And now also to use bathrooms. And this just blows my mind because they're in effect killing women's sports. Just look at Google, the state of Connecticut, and you see these boys running against the girls in the state of Connecticut and wiping them all out because men are physically stronger, stronger. Yes. than girls. Faster. Come on. Now yes. our bodies were made, not made for childbirth. Come on. You know, give me a break. And so everyone thinks it's all right. So I'm not going to be complacent in this matter, especially when now I got to deal with a man. When I see a woman breastfeeding her child, you want me to say chest feeding? <laughs> or now we've been told all these last uh, few months that the virus came from China. Well, you know, there's been contracts from the United States government to the these Wuhan labs over yes. a couple yes. hundreds of millions of dollars over the period of time. Remember, this is COVID-19. Right. So, so there had to be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. 11, 12, 13, 14, <laughs> variants of, of that. And that's why, you know, they're having issues with the vaccine because the vaccine got to cover all these variants. So what happened to the flu? We don't have flu no more. It's either COVID or you sick and you're going to die. But whatever happened to the flu, that's why you got to go back and listen to our, our shows about eating healthy. Power and of healing. keeping your immune system. Yes. So you can't become complacent, especially in this in time that we're having. In because, this climate. Oh, yes. God. You know, so one minute we're saying don't wear the mask. The other minute you're saying, do wear the mask. But in the beginning, we had to not only wear a mask, but we had to wear gloves, gloves and wash too. our hands. But right. you don't even hear them saying about that no more. Well, the other thing we try to push for is that no one is talking about how you keep your immune system up. So you need to be processing that. How is this? How are you doing in terms of building your own immune system? Are you taking the necessary supplements? Are you eating right exercising. I mean, we can still do all that. You can do that in your backyard. So let's start spending some time on seeing how we can get out of this, this moment of complacency and start moving towards uh, the almighty. It's as if the, we have no power or control and the things are happening around us that we're seeing on TV or in our local communities. It's like there's a feeling of powerlessness uh, that's overtaking. So because I'm not empowered, then uh, we just let things uh, slide on by. But yet and still it's going to creep up and it's going to it bite you. But before it bites you, you got to stay tuned, listen to the rest of the program so we can help give you some solutions to this issue. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. If someone loves you, they don't hit you. Hi, this is Dewey Rio with Noble, the National Organization of Black Law Enforcement Executives. Dating or relational violence is an act or threat of violence by one member of a couple against the other person in a relationship. It's also when one partner tries to maintain power and control over the other through abuse or violence. The abuse can include isolating you from others, threatening you, your family, or even themselves if you don't do what they want, physical violence, or sexual acts. This is not about love. It's about control. It's not about anything you did wrong. It's about control. If you're in a relationship like this, you're not alone. There is help. Contact Refuge House 
your school guidance counselor, or law enforcement. Just remember, there is help. This message is presented by this radio station and the North Florida chapter of Noble. For more information, visit noblenorthflorida.com and together we can promote justice by action. Guess who? It's me, Elder JC, asking your support for Livingstone's Parenting Engagement Services. What is it? It will help parents be more active in their children's lives. Other ways to support? Donate online at welivingstones.org or call us at 850-219-0091. Remember, your donation is tax deductible. Welcome back. Welcome back with Pastor Gary and Elder JC. We are talking about complacency. Uh-oh. And, you know, we find a lot of times that we are, since we've been locked up, that's all I know about it. <laughs> we have. We've taken so much for granted. And when I get outside or we do tend to go to the store or something, it's refreshing. So we need to really move ourselves out of this degree of complacency we're in. But I wanted to let you know, if you desire to gift and provide a gift to the program, um, so Pastor and I may continue to be on the air, visit our website at welivingstones.org and click the donate button. And it allows you to put in a certain amount or you can go with what's already listed there. Don't be complacent in that. No, we don't want you to be. Your faithful donation helps us to support this program and many other things that we're doing. I believe right now when we talk about complacency, we need to spend more time with God so we may cure this. You know, God doesn't have, um, he has a sense of humor. Yes, he does. uh, Because he never rushes to a decision where we want him to provide one. And sometimes he takes days, weeks. Months, I've even known in certain situations that I've been wishing for, it's been years. He doesn't have deadlines. Hmm. Another quote, I'm bringing back A.W. Tozer again, speaks volumes about this very subject. And it's going to be a stinger. Hmm. Millions call themselves by his name, it is true, and pays some token homage to him. But a simple test will show how little he is really honored among them. Let the average man be put to the proof on the question of who or what is above and his true position will be exposed. Now, this is him talking directly. And we did bring this up, too, on another show that we had. Let him be forced into making a a choice between God and money. Mm. Mm -hmm. Between God and men. Between God and personal ambition, Mm. God and self, God and human love, and God will take second place every time. Now, you're talking about a gentleman who was back during the 50s. No, I think he just wrote this last week. Yeah, it sounds (laughs) like it, doesn't it? He also stated that those other things will be exalted above. However, the man may protest because, you know, we always do. Oh, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. But he says the proof is in the choice he makes day after day throughout his life. And this was written in his book called The Pursuit of God, The Human Thirst for the Divine. Mm -hmm. 
And remember, when we were talking about our other subject, um, not only on the power of healing, but one of the things that always comes to mind is is our commitment to God a conviction or just a thought? Mm. Because when you think of, if it's a conviction, then that means whatever we do lines up with his word. If it's just something we think about, oh, someone will come along and say, well, you know, you you can't do that because uh, I, I don't believe you should be doing that. I believe you should be doing this. And we just fall off and we go along with the other person. Then it's not a conviction. So pay attention because uh, A.W. Tozer says it. The word says it. Mm-hmm. We need to be committed. Tozer was awesome and truly a renaissance man because that's what's going on today. Yes. And that's why I believe there are six steps to keep your eyes focused on the prize, pursuing Jehovah or chasing after him. Yes, yeah, so it's chasing a song, right. Him. Sometimes we have, we've gotten complacent in chasing after the Almighty, and that's what J.C. said earlier. You know, more and more people are becoming complacent. We're one in a thousand uh, aren't going to believe that there's even a God. Yes. They're, that's what they're, oh, they're already there. Oh, my, 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 my. So we need to get out of this complacency. And and, and the reason why we got to keep our eyes on the prize is they come from these previous verses that J.C. Uh, talked about in Philippians 3.12 and then go through 4.1. The first part reads in verse 1, remember to whom you belong. Know that you are a child of the Almighty. Yes. In verse 12, pull out your Bibles. I challenge you to go get your Bible right now and open up your scriptures to Philippians 3.12. Now, if you're driving along... You can you listen got, and uh, you can pay attention. Well, and some then, of y'all got that... Uh, who is that? Siri or... Who is that, that, that person? Or they... <laughs> you can you can say things. You can oh, tell them uh, what to do. Alexa, or Alexa. It's for the car. You yeah, can, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And tell yeah. them to pull up the verse. So. Yeah, and read it to you while we're, we're while we're going along because we belong to Christ. We belong to Christ, and really, you believers, we belong to Christ, and realize that the strength of your relationship with the Christ yesterday or today says. Nothing about the strength of your commitment tomorrow. Just look at verse 13 through 15. Now, every day we must press towards that goal of maturity. Some of us are babes. When are you going to start being a babe? We cannot let up, give up, or give in. In third verse, resist the urge to lower your standards in verse 16. I like to say that one of the easiest ways to determine whether we have grown spiritually complacent is to evaluate where you are today in relationship to where you might have been at some other point in time in your life. Well, we should be improving. And as Pastor was mentioning, the first three steps, you belong to Christ. We need to strengthen our commitment. And we need to resist the urge to lower our standards because, you know, we're always looking at how other people are living and we want to say, can we live like that? Or should we be uh, looking at a higher standard and that's of God? 
So let me pick up from there. Are we measuring ourselves when we have that aha moment to see if we've grown with God? Because there are sometimes when I'm reading my Bible and I'm open to a, a verse, and I might have read that verse hundreds of times, but that one moment, I have an aha moment, and I realize what that verse really means for me or to me, or the Holy Spirit comes in, and then I get on fire. <laughs> so four, number four, is recognize godly examples and follow them. We need to be uh, equally yoked. That's one thing. That's for the man and the woman, if we're talking about marriage. But we also need to be equally yoked with our friends. In verse 12, he acknowledged that he was not perfect, but we need to find great examples to follow. We need to see people. You know, I was amazed by how, when we lived in Pensacola, how people said to us, we had been talking over a funeral, and they were saying how people are always looking at you. And I never paid much attention to that, but you are being looked at. People are looking and committing and seeing what you're doing and say, you know, those people are great people. And you don't realize it because you're not looking around saying, well, who's looking at me and that kind of stuff. But people see your actions. Number five is reorder your priorities to reflect an eternal perspective. And that's in verse 20. And I want you to know that when Christ was on the cross, you know, they say that he looked out and saw the people but he also looked into eternity. Ooh. That was the beginning. That was when the veil fell. We are in eternity. So are you living <laughs> for an eternal <laughs> perspective? Are you living for eternity? I believe that there are two easy ways to determine whether you have an eternal or an earthly perspective. Your calendar yep. and your checkbook. Uh-oh. How do you spend your money? How do you spend your time? Your spiritual journey will last a lifetime, and that's in verse 21. So what? We have our so what in 4.1 that says, so stand firm in the Lord. Because I think if people really realize that we are on an eternal journey, I think we'll be changing some perspectives. And just as um, when I was researching this, one of the things that they're always saying is that you need to share your faith with other people because sometimes people are weak. Yeah. Sometimes people need that extra boost. Sometimes people need to know that, hey, there are others like you out here trying to do the right thing and trying to stay connected to the Father, to the Son, to the Holy Spirit. Because I know whenever I'm in that midst, I try to get in my prayer closet to get myself right so that I can feel empowered. Because that's also part of it is feeling empowered. Yes, that's true. That's true. And you know what? Our whole, when you say that about how do you spend your time or your spiritual journey will last a lifetime and and God's time is not our oh, time. time. Yes, yes. He crosses time and universe and space. Uh, he's out of time. And, and because of that, our whole purpose, your whole purpose on this earth, whether you're 50 years old or 40 years old or 80 years old, is to walk 
through a supermarket and you see someone physically hurting, their continence is that they're they have they're so down yes. trodden or so beaten. You've seen it in you've seen it around. And your whole mission, your whole purpose in your life is to, as you're passing by that person, to say what's in your spirit, it's gonna be okay. God loves you. That could be the incentive that that person will receive Amen. that will turn Hallelujah. them around. And your whole purpose in life was to do that. And would you do it? Would you listen to your body or would you listen to your spirit and say it? How many of us just keep on walking by? Bye, yep. Knowing that you felt that something was the matter with that individual. Or a tug to, to give them a boost, to give them encouragement. Sometimes I think it's just the everyday little things that we need to be doing. God's remember, God's in the big things, yep. but He speaks to you in that small, quiet voice. Praise God! And I believe this starts our cure of complacency, but it's also the first steps. You know, there's a old man made parable that suggests how Satan once summoned his top aides. Satan got aides. He got yes, little. He Imps. <laughs> I got imps. imps and devils to plan how to stop a group of dedicated Christians. One suggested working to convince them there is no God. Hmm. Another suggested that there would never work, that that would never work because there is too much evidence to suggest there is a God. Yet another suggested that they work to convince them that God really doesn't care about right and wrong. Mm, it seems like some of that's going on today. Mm, but you know what? That was dismissed rather quickly. Finally, it was suggested that they just keep whispering. Mm. There is no hurry. There was no hurry. There is no hurry. You know, get it. Satan is out to sift you like wheat and make sure you're in no hurry. But I tell you, that's why... We have to stay tuned when we come back. We're going to talk about cures, cures. for yes, complacency <laughs> so you're not shifted like wheat. And remember, he's after your kids. Yes, he is. He's after your grandkids. Yes, he is. He's after those who haven't even come yet that are behind you because he wants control over the world. And sometimes it seems like he's winning because he has control over the airwaves. But I believe. When evil abound, so does good. <laughs> yes, it does. I love the Lord. You can't do nothing about it. Hey, Amen. <laughs> Stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him. To the Stone Builders Hour, a unique talk show hosted by Pastor Gary and Elder JC every Thursday at 5 o'clock on Wave 94.1. Hey, Dads. 
Pastor Gary here from Living Stones with a fatherhood tip just for you. Fathers have the most influence over their children. So dads, please spend as much time as you can while your children are growing up because after all, they want to be just like you. For more information, visit our website, welivingstones.org. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Stone Builders Hour. We're going to talk about the cure for complacency. Yes. And but before we look at how we can help you with uh, curing your complacency, this is uh, Black History Month. And as JC said, every day is uh, Black History Month yes, for us. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, indeed. But we have been blessed because uh, we lived in Pensacola for over 20 some odd years before moving to Tallahassee. And uh, Pensacola was a blessing to us. Praise God for that. And um, and we want to recognize uh, Daniel uh, Chappie James Jr., who was a general and fighter pilot uh, in the Air Force, who in 1975 became the first black to reach the rank of four-star general in, in the United Armed Forces. And he also was a... Uh, uh, attended uh, Tuskegee Institute and was a World War II a pilot uh, in Tuskegee. I Tuskegee mean, I mean, Airmen, part Tuskegee of that. Tuskegee Airmen, part of that. And JC and I, we were in our business. We were a big co-USA at that time. Uh, we were blessed to be receive uh, the Chappie James Award yes. uh, from uh, the community. So it was a blessing. So, you know, Google um, uh, Daniel... Chappie James Jr. He was awesome. Uh, we've met some of uh, uh, the uh, the people around him. He was a graduate of Virginia State University. Our daughter school. Our daughter graduated <laughs> with an engineering degree yes. from Virginia State. Virginia State was awesome. Yes, it was. Praise God. Or is awesome. Is awesome even now to this day. But he was from Pensacola. All right. Yeah. So we just want to recognize um, uh, the accomplishment. Because, you know, talk about Black Lives Matter. His, yeah. He did something with his life that was tremendous. Because you, you have to realize that to become a four-star general in the Air Force during that time, the difficulties he faced. But, you know, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not complacent, <laughs> you can't accomplish anything. And I know he was a man of God as well, uh, because people remember him through the church that he grew up in. So you can do anything you put your mind to. I love this quote that he had. He says that the Marines don't have any race problems. They treat everybody like they're black. <laughs> 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 and this is a renaissance man yes, he, is. he also said the power of excellence is overwhelming it is always in demand and nobody cares about his color mm. yeah and then he's and i'll leave with this one is that nobody dislikes war more than a warrior that's true so chappy james uh we just we salute, uh, you. Honor, we salute you for uh honor and you were definitely a man who was not complacent. Yes. And sometimes a cure to complacency is just get up get and move. move. Yes. Shake I'm off the, the dust. Yes. You know, uh, God gave us the power when he breathed in the, into Adam, he empowered him to wake up 
and conquered the world. Yes. You know, name everything. Take a woman, have children. Praise God. So, as we said earlier, and 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 get out your Bible again. Matter of fact, you should already have your Bible. Yes. And turn to Amos six one through six, and um, because the opposite of love is not hate; it's indifference. The opposite of life is not death; it's complacency. Mm. A complacent person is searching for life. This saying is a tribute to many, but the most popular is the activist and Nobel laureate Ellie Weissel, a Romanian-born American writer, professor, political activist, and Holocaust survivor. Ellie stated, complacency is a blight that saps energy. I love that. Complacency saps your energy. That's why you need to get moving. It dulls your attitudes and causes a brain, it causes a drain on the brain. Brain drain. (laughs) The first symptoms is satisfaction with things as they are. The second is rejection of things as they might be. Good enough becomes today's watchword and tomorrow's standard. Boy, was it. Wait a minute. Uh, was he in 2021? Hmm. It seems like yesterday. Yes. Seems like with uh, 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 Tover. Yes. <laughs> Complacency makes people fear the unknown, mm. mistrust the untried, mm. and abhor the new. Like water, complacent people follow the easiest course, which is downhill. They draw false strength from looking back. Oh, God. Wow. Man. (laughs) (laughs) That is amazing. Amos Amos 6.1 and uh, 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 6.3-8 speaks on wise living, rejecting complacency and self-indulgence. And, you know, Amos is one of those minor prophets, but he has a lot to say. Yeah, we did a story on Amos. Yes, we did. Amos 6.1, you can go back and look at it on the different podcasts. Woe to them that are at ease in Zion and trust in the mountain of Samaria, which are named chief of the nations to whom the house of Israel came. So I'm going to read you a little bit of Amos 6.3-8 through 8 because that speaks to why we need to get out of complacency. It states, Woe to them that are at ease in Zion and trust in the mountain of Samaria, which are named chief of the nations to whom the house of Israel came. Pass ye unto Kelna and see, and from thence go ye to Hamath, the great, then go down to Gath of the Philistines. Boy, them Philistines been hanging around for a long time. (laughs) Be they better than these kingdoms or their border greater than your border? And, and Amos is telling the Israelites this because they were becoming complacent in being where they were instead of being the great people that God had placed on them that they were supposed to be living differently. And so as he goes forward, he says, Ye that put far away the evil day and cause the seat of violence to come near, 
that lie upon beds of ivory and stretch themselves upon their couches and eat the lambs out of the flock and the calves out of the midst of the stall that chant to the sound of the violin and invent to themselves instruments of music like David that bring wine and bowls and anoint themselves with the chief ointments, but they are not grieved for the affliction of Joseph. Therefore, now shall they go captive with the first they go captive, and the banquet of them that stretch themselves shall be removed. Um, you know, God is, is, he got the power. I got the power. The Lord God had sworn by himself, saith the Lord God of hosts, I abhor the excellency of Jacob, Jacob and hate his palaces. Therefore will I deliver up the city with all of them therein. So as a wise person once said, we do not depend on our past achievements of spiritual experience to guarantee our success in the future. So we're looking at the past like we have all the time in the world in the future. It should not become a way of life, either sipping lemonade as everything is fine, nor giving up hope because tired or uncertain about the future. Because a lot of people today, I know with COVID, are scared out of their gourds. Mm -hmm. They don't know what to do. They're afraid to do this, afraid to do that, afraid to come in contact, afraid to touch, afraid to, you know, they have (laughs) us so scared. We saw this woman, I got, (laughs) we saw this woman who actually (laughs) had a garbage bag uh, covering, she was walking in the garbage bag. She cut a hole through her her head and her arms. And she and it went all the way down to the ground. Apparently, she was a short woman, but she was walking in a garbage bag. And then she had this mask, mask. A big mask. Yes. And, and her, the man who was with her, this is an older woman, senior. Yeah. And the man who was with him, he had a mask and shorts. Shorts. And he had gloves and everything, walking, following her. But she was walking around. And, and that is someone who's stuck in reverse. Yes. And not only stuck in reverse. But that fear. But that fear is so it seems real, but remember, fear is false evidence appearing real. It's not real. Let's look at some cures for this because sometimes we want to take correction, corrective action for our feelings. One, refuse to let it rule your life, being acutely aware of what is happening in life. Let's face it. That's what Amos was preaching to Israel. We need to get stuck out of that level of complacency because people are fear yes and god does not give us, give us the, the spirit, spirit of, of fear, fear but a but power and love and and a sound mind yeah. so she was wonking around like that i know everybody around her is saying they were <laughs> one the first thing i would think does she have COVID? not that she's trying to protect herself what you that's fearful that you're in that I would have to think that I would have to be going to the other end of the store. Trust me. Right. <laughs> Number two, reclaim your vision. Mm. It will be better tomorrow. It's always better tomorrow. It says that weeping endures for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Amos 9.11 states, In that day will I raise up the tabernacle of David that is fallen. So God's not going to let us fall all the way to the end. And close up the breaches thereof, and I will raise up his ruins, and I will build it as in the days of old. Trust in the Lord. Yes, because he will always come through. 
But that's the whole thing about reclaiming your vision. First of all, you got to have a vision to reclaim. Yes, you do. And and we get so complacent by watching these TV programs where, I mean, you, it's difficult to watch TV at times because all these latest shows shows that everyone, especially in the family, the man is an idiot. You have children who are smarter than the fathers. They got something called a Sheldon who yes. is so smart, but his parents are idiots. idiots yes. I think, and, and it's like, golly, come on, people. But That's what we want to believe. Is but, that true? Or some I mean, people out there are smart. Maybe their kids are smarter than them because mm, some of them don't read. Parents don't read no more. Anybody, what was the last book took you read? Mm, working on a couple myself. Number three is develop a passion for God that we found in Amos 5, 4 uh, through 6. Because otherwise, we become depressed. We become angry. We become complacent. Mm. We stop seeing God's love. Amos knew the one important thing. Seek the Lord and live Mm. and live and live. It's believers' deliberate decision to go after God. You started talking about that song, Running After You. That. I love that song because that's what we should be doing with God is running after him. And we all get there from time to time. Yes. The idea is to refuse to become complacent. Yes. Seeking after the almighty is a conscious choice. Yes, it is. Like caring for your neighbor, caring for your loved ones, caring for your family, caring for your children, providing the impetus to get out of our own way. You know, it takes energy and purposeful, a purpose, purpose. purposefulness. <laughs> uh, where's my cup of coffee? I need a cup of coffee to get that word out there to stay out of a rut. It's so easy to get in a rut. Yes, it does. Especially with this COVID-19. We can't get out. You know, bills are high. You know, uh, you know uh, money is low. Debts are high, you know, cash is short, but, you know, it's very easy to become complacent and lost and feel like you have to wait on the government for the, your next stimulus check. But then, you know, seeds only cost but so much, you know, maybe you should go out and plant a garden yourself. Yes. Now's the time to plant your fruit trees. Yes, it is. <laughs> Even We're though getting it might ready. Be cold We're out getting there, ready. You got to get some fruit trees. We got to start growing your own thing. You gotta take become proactive during this time so the situation doesn't control you you control the situation and and what helps me to overcome complacency is i look at my grandchildren i look at how they are facing societal changes where the light of the almighty continues to grow darker oh god we just pray for them consistently and continually to cover them with the Almighty's love so that light does not go out. It's your duty. Yes, it is. To pass on as a believer to love of the Almighty, the scriptures, the, the things that, that they're trying to kill. They don't even want you to read the Bible anymore. They've already taken it out of the schools. But we have to get back to the basics. The basic even being in the beginning, yes. God created the heavens and the earth. Yes. And we must share that with our children. And you know what? 
not only our children, but I think people around us, because there's a lot of folks who are around us who are hurt, they're confused, they're, they're in angry. Stupor. I mean, okay, okay, this last presidential election, we have a winner and a loser, but now the winner is trying to really step on the necks and the backs of the losers, so much so that they're exposing your personal information. If you supported uh, the former president, they want to destroy you. Talking about they need to, uh, what's the word they've been using, uh, change, send you through for deprogramming and things of that nature. And that's not the God that I serve. I say for God who says I have power and a sound mind. So I have a sound mind, but we need to start really spending time seeking after him. Yes. And don't become complacent because next thing you know, uh, as history repeats itself, you had Hitler started about 10 years before he actually rounded up the Jews. First, he had to round up his soldiers. And right now, they're talking about uh, uh, going through the military. And if you have a conservative view, they're going to kick you out of the military. What? And then they want to bring in and make transgenders, or if you want to be a woman, come on into the military. We'll pay for you to be a transgender. All I want to know is where all this money is coming from. Uh oh. Because if we're not working, if businesses aren't moving and people aren't hiring, property taxes aren't being paid for, where is all this money coming from? And yeah. you know, the more we keep printing that paper, paper. Uh, it's not backed up by anything, yeah, but more paper. More were we in debt. And know that gas prices are at $2.29. And then when we, we were up in uh, Jacksonville uh, earlier this week. And on our way back, the price was two thirty five. So know that this thing is creeping up. And everyone y'all know that when you went, the last time you went to Publix or Winn-Dixie's or, uh, or Piggly Wiggly, Look at that price of food is going up, up. slowly. Yep. And it's, it's hitting you up. like a frog in hot water. You take a you frog mean, and put him in cold water yep. and turn up that fire. And the next thing you know, he's a cooked goose. So we're going to be right How can a frog be a cooked goose? So that's what no, you got to stay tuned. <laughs> that I want to know. We'll be right Hey dads, Pastor Gary here from Living Stones with a fatherhood tip just for you. Dads make a valuable contribution to the well-being of their children, such as promoting healthy physical, emotional, social, and spiritual development. So dads, start today to be the best father you can be. Also, check out our website, welivingstones.org. Welcome back. Welcome back. I tell you, our time is near the 
end where we have to come to a close. Maybe we have to go to a two-hour show sometimes. No. <laughs> or maybe I need to just shut up. <laughs> I'm <laughs> not saying anything. <laughs> oh, God. Just like the Laosians. <clears throat> just like the, the Church of Laosia. It has become complacent and uh, apathetic about the cause of Christ because its members were involved in worldly activities mm. of the affluent society in which they live. Sound a little bit like today. Yeshua tells them that he would not accept their lukewarm attitude. Mm. Now, since you already have your Bibles, I'll just go to Revelations 3, 14 through 22. Affluence had lulled the church to sleep. Wow. The members were wealthy and material good, but poor spiritually. The lack of spiritual receptivity, devotion, and faith in God manifest in a lukewarm state as revealed in exalting the Almighty rather than the material wealth in contrast to spiritual riches. The Lewisians were prosperous as far as material goods were concerned. Yeshua quotes them as boasting, I am rich and have become wealthy and have need of nothing. Their economic wealth was blinded their eyes had blinded their eyes to their dire need of spiritual riches. The seriousness of this complacency is that when judgment comes by God, the church will be the first to be judged. Ooh. The Loisians are typical of the modern world, which revels in what the natural eye sees, but is untouched by the gospel and does not see beyond the veil of the material to the unseen, real, eternal, spiritual riches. Of course, they were blind and could not see their spiritual condition. They needed the Holy Spirit to anoint their eyes with spiritual sight so they could see, understand, and accept the truth of God. They were blind to the things of God and worse, complacent. Mm. They were blind and could not see Christ at the door bidding them to repent. Because remember, this is the verse that says, I'm standing there knocking at the door. So verse 19 tells us why Jesus is so concerned for them and us. Because of our spiritual condition, he loves us. And in those whom he loves, he reproves and disciplines. Yes. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. If we open the door of our life to Jesus and let him in, we will bring an end to our spiritual poverty. He will transform us from pauper to prince. He will cleanse and clothe us. He will sup with you and you with him. And that's Revelations 3.20. And just real quick, when you were talking about the children and grandchildren, one thing that I love about this time period is that we are able to communicate through our tablets or our phones. And with my grandchildren, this is something we're doing. We're going back and forth having um, kind of exercises and math and just little sayings <laughs> or there's like uh, my youngest, uh, next to the youngest, just sent me a thing about how there were 11,000 uh, meters of ocean water. So, of course, I had to throw something back. How many pools would this 
Phil. Um, so she's still working on that that problem. But those are the kinds of things. She, she said a lot. Yeah, she did say back and say a lot. And then she said, and lots. So, but those are the things that we need to give them so that they are ready to become not complacent about what's going on in this world. Praise God. So as we close, let's keep our eyes on the prize of a higher calling like Apostle Paul stated and not be complacent in handling our affairs. As we get ready to close, oh, before we close, before yes. we close, uh, mark your calendars. We have, uh, let me say, we have two farm share events coming up uh, with uh, the school district. Uh, mark your calendar, uh, February 27th at Lively um, Lively Technical School. That's yes. going to be uh, about 8.30 in the morning that we'll start to give away. So volunteers, we're going to need you. We'll give out more information next week. And also mark your calendar for March the 20th where uh, we're co-hosting with uh, Commissioner Bill Proctor. We're bringing in the farm share semi-truck. That means that that's the big, that's the big truck. And that will be at Gene Cox Stadium. So that's uh, March the 20th. So it's, you know, hey, we just appreciate you taking time and uh, with uh, JC and I at the Stone Book Bazaar. So stay tuned, and we'll see you next week. We're out.